are live. Welcome back to the Three Under Par Pod. This is a golf podcast where Little White Ball is live. That's I'm not KJ. here. KJ, that's T Bone. That's we're not here. What? I don't even know what to say. Yeah, never this done is weird. this. No script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he uh, he normally has us in line, but so I'm kind of scared where this one's going to go. But I'm hey. in our near future. I see a lot of tangents and a lot of side streets, bumpy side streets. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think all we're going to be able to talk about is Bryson. Um, Guy is an animal. That's all anyone's talking about. That's – I don't really know what else is going on. So, I guess we can start there. Bryson swept the field at the Rocket Mortgage this week. Um, shout out to the B-Stone boys who are up in Detroit. I think they actually called this one. So – not that it was that hard to hard to call. I think this was um, coming pretty soon. But I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he averaged 350 off the tee, which set the record for a PGA Tour winner. Absolutely astonishing. I most so of the guys he, in the field didn't even hit one that long. He was averaging that. Yeah. And it's, I, was, I was watching some of his rounds, and um, mainly when he was playing uh, – who was he playing with the final round? Uh, who was it? Um, the Canadian guy. For Merritt? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. He was at least 40 yards past him every single time. How do you stay in your routine and, and even realize, like, hey, I, I'm in this tournament, but this guy's a full – like, he's 60 yards ahead of him sometimes. Like, if you had to ask him a question, you'd have to yell at him. It's insane. Yeah, and, I mean, we talked about how big he was at the beginning of, <clears throat> beginning of the year. He then just ramped it up during COVID, and he's massive. But it's not just the mass he's put on. If you look at his swing, I mean, I've never seen a golfer that's not hitting a Volvic in the long drive contest whose finish is their left foot is facing the target. I think he's swinging so hard that he's like literally swinging out of his shoes. And my theory is like, how the hell is he still hitting it straight and winning golf tournaments? That is a question I have absolutely no answer for. I mean, how do you have that much movement in lower body? I mean, he has to though, or he's just going to blow out his left knee. Like yeah. if, if he keeps that left foot where it's at, he's going to blow out his left knee. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I think it, it's the only way I can do that with that swing. But, but I just don't understand how it's – I mean, how you're still hitting it straight. I mean, granted, the reason he won the tournament is, was off the tee, but I think he had the most strokes gained putting this week. So he's got it all together. But it's when you put those two stats together, it's going to be pretty hard to beat somebody. And yeah. I remember sometime last year DJ was talking – even when you see me go for a drive, that's not 100%. I very rarely swing 100%. I think Bryson is just going balls to the wall every single drive. And, it, I mean, in the history of golf, it's been a thing. It's like you don't swing your hardest. Because right. you're not going to hit it as good. It's not going to go straight. More times than not, you're probably not going to hit it solid. And he is just taking violent rips at the ball. And – it's weird. And it's, 
I, I kind of thought about it. So I think over the last few years, I mean, in all sports teams or like depending on the sport, people are starting to switch stuff up. So basketball, it's a three point shot, like with the Warriors and Rockets, like all those teams, all they care about the three ball. If you look at football, you had like Lamar Jackson. It's like running quarterbacks is kind of becoming the thing now. And then baseball, not too much, but it kind of, you know, they have like the shifts and stuff that they put in place. So people are always kind of experimenting in other sports, but golf, it was, you know, it's never been like that. I think you first started seeing it with Brooks winning the majors because it's like, holy shit, he's actually, you know, the distance is actually working and he's got a good short game too. And I think he just, you know, that's just what his game was. But I think Bryson's been the first one to be like, oh, fuck, I'm doing this like 100%. Like I'm all out going to like experiment with my golf game to be different. And I don't know. I don't know if we're jumping like how sustainable this is. I think everyone's freaking out already. But it is quite impressive and he's changing the game for sure. So my question is this when he plays a tournament like the U S open or the British open, is he going to be doing that? <laughs> a tournament like that, that puts such a premium on being in the fairways or even, even Augusta, not, not as bad rough condition, but you have to be able to put the proper amount of spin and hit the proper, you know, tier of the green proper corner of the green where it's at. You can't do that. If you're, you know, bombing it and getting in the rough and all that kind of stuff. Not that he's, you know, hitting it wild, but, you got to at some point realize kind of like the law of diminishing returns, how much more yardage is not worth missing how many fairways. That's kind of the key. But when you play tournaments that don't have a ton of rough, bigger greens, he's just like, I'll just bypass everything. I'll just hit the shit out of it. And it worked. Yeah. It never works. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's been amazing since he's come back. I'm still, I think it's working and it's going to be really good for him. But I also think people are kind of over overdoing how amazing this is. I mean, I think it's just because we've never really seen it before. But at the end of the day, it's like golf is golf. Like, get the damn ball in the fairway. It's like, I don't, I don't know how he's going to keep doing this. Like, if he's got a week where his timing's off, it's not like swinging out of your shoes is going to help. Right. And I wonder if – I mean, I guess that means he's got to have, like, that safety swing, you know? Yeah. Like you're seeing I mean, we haven't everybody seen it. up to. I haven't seen it. I, I didn't Shoes, see it. Yeah. I probably watched two and a half rounds of that tournament. I didn't see a single swing that off the tee looked like he was going, you know, your average 85, 90% holding the finish. That thing looks like he was just whipping that shaft around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, but, and then the other thing to think about is, I mean, how, how good is this going to be for his like, ankle and knees and back and everything uh i mean it's a long seat there's a lot of what ifs i mean right now it seems sparkly and awesome and he's the greatest golfer of all time but i think people need to take a few steps back just think about it as it was the rocket mortgage classic in detroit let's let's pump the brakes a little bit i mean he's been fantastic he's been amazing but everyone's talking about him if he is making that swing at 40 years old he will be in a wheelchair at 41 that's yeah. my assumption. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say, though, the only other golfer I can really – that I really see who looks like they're swinging as hard as they can is Tiger Woods. And it's, so nowhere, it's, near, it's nowhere near what Bryson's doing. 
Yeah. And you said like Brooks would be the one that kind of turned this leaf over. I think it was Tiger when he was bombing greens at 350 yards and everybody else was hitting driver wedge. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think Tiger's kind of the first in everything in golf, but this is just the, it seems like the field almost caught up to everybody. And then now there's Bryson off the screen. Yeah. Like it's just insane. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I want to see where it goes, but um, continuing on, you know, we're not going to, of course, stop talking about Bryson like everyone else with our golf gossip this week. So if you watch the tournament on Saturday, some hole on the back nine, Bryson missed a big par putt. And after the round, he was really pissy because apparently the cameraman on the green wouldn't take the camera off him for about a minute or so. And he said something along the lines of, this is getting obsessive, like just no respect. And it was a very like bitchy apology. He was like, I respect everyone, but you know, like this, and I know they're doing their job, but it wasn't very respectful and it was borderline obsessive. He's like, I know he was trying to get something out of me. And he just had a little bitchy tangent about it after his round on Saturday. And I, you know, my thoughts were, all right, look, buddy, if you turn on the golf channel, you're on it 24 seven. If you go to any Instagram account or anything, you're all over the fucking page 24 seven. So do you only want the good stuff? I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have told me about his diet, like the protein shakes and everything. It's like, you're going to get all of it or you can't just have good stuff said about you. So I don't know. He, it was, it was a bit of a, an issue, but I don't, I think his, his win kind of overshadowed it. Um, but uh, Bryson's been a weird player for me. I, I hated him when I first found out about him. I hated, you know, kind of all this science methodologies and all that, but I thought it's, you know, as I got to know him better, it was more of like, oh, this is really who he is. And now I'm kind of back to, oh, he is kind of a little bitchy and weird. And I don't know. And it's, I don't know. And, the, and continuing on the fashion segment, he had a, a polo with like, equations all over it on Saturday what? and I was like yeah it was like it was just that. a striped polo and it just had random like math equations on it I was like all right dude you're not gonna you, no I'm not gonna back you for complaining about a cameraman if you have an equation shirt on and you're getting 24 7 coverage everything good happening to you but I don't know. That was My just issue will gossip. still Weird. and always be that hat I can just never I know you don't hate it <laughs> but I can never get over that. I, I, I hate those so much. Yeah. It not, terrible. It's the definition of a fuck boy hat. <laughs> and I have a few. But, uh, <laughs> I know you do. You say you didn't hate him last time. I, I don't see how. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. Those, um, those and joggers, you'll never see, catch me dead in either one of those. <laughs> never. That look together, together is you got to hang it up. Not allowed on a golf course. Um, but, yeah, I think that's enough Bryson for now. So, I this week I thought was the memorial. 
and I spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out who the favorites were for the Memorial. And I was like, why isn't Bryson playing? He won this two years ago, blah, blah, blah. But I realized that the Memorial is the following week. And this week is the workday charity challenge, but they're both taking place at Muirfield, which is so weird to me. So the John Deere classic was supposed to be this week. They filled it in with the workday charity event. And it's going to be a PGA Tour event back-to-back weeks on the same course. That's weird to me. I don't know if that's ever happened. I doubt it has. I wonder if they're going to go, like, pretty much same pin positions Thursday through Sunday and then Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, I looked into it a little bit. They said they're going to change. They're going to have eight different positions. Um, And apparently they're going to grow out the rough a little for the second – for the the memorial event. So – I don't know. This is weird times. That seems like you would definitely want to be playing this week if you're playing next week. Yeah. Just get a feel for the course. Yeah, a hundred percent. You probably save money if you if you miss the cut, or I guess travel expenses in general. I don't know why you want to stay there. Um, but that's going to be really weird. Uh, they also announced that no fans. Shocker. But this was supposed to be the first tournament without with fans. They're only going to do like 8,000 people, but it looks like that's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, uh, looks like Bryson's not playing this, uh, the workday event. Looks like uh, Justin Thomas is the favorite coming off a cut. Um, yeah, I just realized, did Justin Thomas even play this week? No. Yeah, that's who I picked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Solid. Uh, so, so actually, I might as well, might as well keep him in the chamber. Pick him well, this week. Uh, see, I can't pick two guys. I can't pick Justin Rose and Justin Thomas because that's just like there's no even a half black, the uh, half you know underdog out of that. There's two champions. Like either one of them could win it, no doubt. And since yeah. I picked JT last week, I think for. This week, I'm going to have to go with Justin Rose. He has a little bit better uh, track record there, I believe. Nice. And then my somewhat dark horse is going to be Victor Hovland. Nice. He actually has pretty good odds this week. Um, I'm not sure what – I'm sure this guy's playing in one of them, but he was starting to get hot this weekend. I like Hideki, uh, former Memorial winner. So, I think he's going to be good. But – I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm just. I'm still processing the the two tournaments at the same course. Yeah, I don't know if that's happened before. Yeah. But have you seen Matsuyama's backswing? He's somebody got him to speed it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Another thing we need to talk about: <laughs> the biggest whiff I've ever seen in my life. Oh <laughs> yes. From what's his name? Ho Sung Choi. Ho Sung Choi. Where in the Ho Sung Choi. Ho Sung Choi. He's been a, a frequent. Uh, on the on the pod, the the crazy swing dude, and yeah, he's playing some Asian tour event. Just got his mask on, full force, full Corona mode, and I was so confused when I saw the video. But he he misses the ball. I thought right? it, I thought it was moving as it went through. No, he chunked the. He's so far behind him, went right over it. 
Yeah, he's got a driver, and the ball looks like it's teed up six inches. And he hits, like, what, a foot and a half behind the ball? And foot like and a half barely... behind it, and the ball goes, like, underneath the heel, and he just <laughs> barely over the top of it. And he's like, what, what? I was like, holy shit, that didn't fall off. He just straight up whiffed. And the guy was 12 under. How are you 12 under for a tournament and whiff a fucking ball? Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> he was 12 under. Actually, was he in the final group? I think he was. So, so you're leading like a professional. Like yeah. Damn. That's that's tough. I I don't know. I, I was so confused because, you know, the, there's no way a pro is ever whiffed like that. Ever. Maybe. I don't think so. I've seen them whiff like when they're in the rough and it's sitting up yeah. to go under it, something like that. When a ball is on a tee, on the tee box, and you have the biggest club head in your bag, you might tell it or heal it, or what, but never a full-on whiff like that. The I'm only, not even sure he actually made contact. It might have been the wind that knocked it off. It yeah. only moved like two inches. Yeah, and then it was like right up. The ball literally fell, and it was like almost resting on the tee. That was impressive. The only other thing oh. I've seen somewhat close to that was Jason Day was playing in a tournament, and the tee box was all the way back. So there was about a foot and a half from where his ball was teed up in the back rough surrounding the tee box. And he caught the top of the rough on his downswing and, like, topped it. But there was no rough. There was nothing getting in the way except for the earth. I mean, he just cold-clocked that. But, yeah, that was that was something I'd never seen. And he's wearing a mask, too. He was. He was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we got. I We did uh, give the, the viewers on Instagram a little glimpse into your – uh, Fourth of July round. Um, very, very interesting round. Give us, give us the lowdown on it. Second place victory or, or what? Um, could be. We haven't gotten the, the uh, results in yet. I think we shot 50, 53 or fifty four. I don't know. I didn't drive to the <laughs> golf course, so by the time I left the golf course, it was uh, we were all pretty intoxicated. Um, so I don't know. We get out there. I do the typical don't hit a – I didn't even hit a range ball, didn't hit a putt. I was drinking before I got there, and I continued to drink once I got to the cart. And then they sent us out as a shotgun. We started on a par three, and then we had the tiger drive. So it was basically a par three and then another par three. So I didn't hit driver until like 10 o'clock that day. It was good. <laughs> nice. She had a great – It was a lot of fun. How was the ankle holding up after the, the backflip? You know, I could have snapped the other one in half and probably not have noticed at that point. That was uh, getting towards the end of our round. <laughs> nice. But I, landed I will it. Say, I will say I didn't notice. It took me a few times to watch the video that the cowboy hat stays on during the backflip. Oh, back I'll mess around with the cowboy hats, man. I can get bucked off and that thing's staying on. Hmm. She might go flying, but the cowboy hat's staying on. Nice. Yeah. Well, cool. I think, you know – I think that's about all we got. Dad's not here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, uh, oh, I do have an update on the hats. They should be coming in next week. So I know it's been a long time coming, but hats should be coming. Um, Scotty T says this shit all the time, but go give us the review, rate, all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, just go do that. Um, thanks for listening. Remember, remember little white ball is live. Peace out, people.